Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Thursday, March 16th, 2023. I'm Mike Cachopoli. Okay, here we are, Thursday. We're just barreling through the week. Barreling through the week. I get the, it. Oops, sorry. You want to... Sorry. I was going to cue something up here. Anyway, we're barreling through the week. <laughs> Technical error. Um, this is the penultimate day of the week, Thursday. Penultimate. Is that is that pretentious to say penultimate day of the week as opposed to next to last day of the week? It's really not the next. It's really not the penultimate, nor is it the next to last day of the week. That would be Saturday. Right. But we consider the week Monday to Friday for some strange reason. For some strange reason. Hey, I heard they want to shorten the week, the work week from five days to four days. And then people can just work from home four days instead of five days. So we're getting lazier and lazier. Why don't we just have the work week Saturday and Sunday, Monday to Friday, we'll just party. You think that'll be productive? You think most businesses, corporations will be productive, will be able to keep going? If we just work two days a week instead of five days a week, and those two days a week, we'll do it from home. So we'll never see anybody. We'll never work with anybody. We'll never have any colleagues that we meet or we talk to. We won't know anybody. There'll be no personal experiences. None of that stuff. None of that stuff will matter anymore. Just our comfort, our personal, our personal comfort, our personal comfort will matter the most. We want people to be comfortable. We want people to be comfortable. That's what we need. That's what we want. Oh boy, things are heading south. They're heading south. They're heading south. Quickly, we want people to be comfortable. We don't want people to go to work. People can work from home if they work at all. If you, you know, if you're a certain race, we'll give you five mil, give you a hundred thou. After that, every year for your life and the life of your grandchildren and great grandchildren, you want to buy a house, it'll cost you a buck. How lazy do we want people to be here? Really, how dependent? Well, how dependent on government do we want people to be? Now, the government. It's in their best interest, right? They want people to be dependent on government. If you're the government, you want people to be dependent on you. That's the whole point. Be dependent on government. That's what that's that's what they want from you. They want you to always be dependent on them, always be on your knees, looking up to them, saying, please help us, please help us, because we can't help ourselves. We can't help ourselves. Please help us. And things are really starting to fall apart and collapse here. With things starting to fall apart and collapse. A very wise person who I used to work with would say, we're slipping and sliding into third worldism. And he would say this 20, 30 years ago. And it's more true now than ever before. We are very much slipping and sliding into into third worldism. Haven't thought about that for a while. But we're getting to the point now where where will the means of production be? Are, are, the, are the future generations going to be? Am I am I just paranoid? Am I overstating it that the future generations are not going to be productive at all? That we're just going to have generations of people who expect things to be given things to be that spoiled where they're just expecting the government to give them things. In other words, it's the government's job to give them things. It's the government's job to give them money. It's the government's job to give them a house. It's the government's job. It's the government's job. It's the government's job. 
to support them. I, I don't know where people get this notion from. And I, hey, look, I'll admit it. I'm I'm spoiled, and I even don't have that notion. What 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 thinking person with half a brain can possibly have the notion that the government owes them all these things? That the government should take care of them? No, there are certain things the government should provide because you're providing tax money, you see? So the government's really not giving you certain things. You're providing your tax dollars. You're paying your taxes. You're paying the salaries of the politicians, right? We're paying the salaries of the politicians. So there are certain things we should be getting in return, right? Infrastructure, clean streets, roads that work, um, police department, fire department, all these things. But there's an extent to this. There's an extent to this. To where you we rely on the government for everything now. People are just hoping. We saw this during COVID, right? Just lock down, do as we say, we'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. Just lock down, uh, you know, do as we say. Close your, close your business. Close your business. And everything will be fine. We'll take, we'll take care of you. We'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. We will take care of you. That's what the government wants. And that's that they're always in control that way. Right? That way they are always in control. They're constantly in control. Of your life. And this is becoming a pattern now. It's becoming a pattern. I think they tease it with the COVID stuff, right? We'll give you a thousand dollar check here, a thousand dollar check there. Don't have to pay your rent for two years here. Don't have to don't don't worry about your your small business. We'll we'll keep you on your feet for the time being. And even with that, half of small business is closed. And now they're just kicking it up notches, right? Kicking it up notches. To I'm always I'm I'm continuing to think that I'm loath to talk about, although everyone wants me to talk about it because I have a podcast and it's a, a national issue now. And I live in San Francisco, so people are like Mike, you have a podcast. It's a national issue, and you live in San Francisco. You must talk about reparations, and I feel like I must talk about the reparations thing. But I I don't know if it's a real story. I don't think it's a real story. Look, I have no doubt that the minds of the, the, the people who were in politics here in San Francisco, the extreme left liberal mind, believe that black people deserve $5 million a year. I think they, they, they believe it. They believe that black people cannot do things by themselves, that they need the government's help because of something that happened centuries ago. I think they truly believe this. It's a very sick and fucked up, twisted way of thinking. But I believe they truly believe that. But I think they also know this reparations thing will never come to pass. But I also believe they think that they're using it as a way to get the African-American vote back. Because we know election cycle by election cycle, Democrats are hemorrhaging voters, especially black and Hispanic voters. And so they try. Look, so what, what do they do? Right. And young voters. So think about that. The Democratic Party of the last five, 10 years are really hemorrhaging young voters, Latino voters and black voters. So what do they do? They open up the borders. Right. They say, come on in and we're going to you can come on in. We're going to give you stuff and we're also going to allow you to vote, hopefully. So there you go. That's more votes in our pockets. Right. 
than with the young people. They say, well, we're going to uh, cancel your student loans. We're going to get rid of your student loans, even though that's not going to happen either. But we'll get your vote as they just did in November. And now with black people here in San Francisco, and we're hearing it in California, even nationwide in some places, we're going to give you free money. We care about you. We're the, we're the democratic liberal left, and we, this party cares about you. We're going to give you free money. The Republicans don't want to give you free money, so vote for us. You see? So this is all obviously politically planned. So it's, a, it's two-sided here, where I think these people truly believe, truly believe that they are doing the righteous thing that black people need the hand of the government, specifically, even though obviously there are some minorities on the Board of Supervisors here, basically though, they need the hand of the white government to lift them up, the white hand of the government to lift them up and give them all this free money. But it's also very cynical. I mean, that's that's idiotic, that, that's totally racist, so it's racist. And it's also very cynical because they know it's not going to come to pass, but they can get votes by doing this. So the story's real in that regard. It's a real story. It's a real thing. But I think we need to focus on the cynical way they're trying to hoodwink young voters, Latino voters, and, and black voters to vote for them. Okay? Doing the thing the Democratic Party's done so well, which is pretend they care, which is fool these minority groups into pretending that they care about them. Pretending that they care. And we know they don't. We know they do not care at all. We, they do not care at all. So, where do we go from here with the story? Do I continue to cover it? Do I continue to show my outrage at what they're doing? <sighs> Look, it's a story in the news, and people say, Mike, you must, you must talk about it. And I guess I will talk about it, but I don't think it's going to be the predominant story. Because, you know, over the next days and weeks, this will, this will peter out. Because they're not giving any money out. It's not going to happen. Um, I hope these people aren't holding their breaths that they're going to get their $5 million checks because it's just not, it's just not going to come to pass. Their $100,000 a year uh, free salaries are not going to come to pass either. Their dollar homes they can buy are not going to come to pass either. So I hope they're not holding their breath on this. My hope is that most of these people know that it's just a game. That most of these people know it's just it's just a political game, and they're not ex really expecting this to happen. It's like a child expecting some great Christmas presents from their. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's like a child expecting great Christmas presents from a from their from their parents when their parents are broke, and the child somehow believes that their parents are going to be able to afford all these expensive presents when they have no money. And that's the same deal we have here. The government's broke. The country's broke. The state of California's broke. The city of San Francisco, I believe, is about a $750 million, about a $750 million deficit. And um, and that's the problem. That there, Therein lies the problem. There is no way they can afford this. And they know it. They know it. So, in other words, I feel like if I'm if I'm if I'm covering this, 
if I'm speaking about it as though it's something that can really happen, I'm not being honest. I'm sort of playing into their game, right? I'm the mean, uh, but we'll get into this in a second, a story that was just written. I'm, I'm the mean conservative. I'm the mean right winger who doesn't want to give black people money. I am the racist conservative right winger who doesn't want to give people $5 million, black people $5 million each. And that's kind of, it's kind of like playing into their game of getting these votes, right? Getting these people to vote for them and not Republicans. Because the Republicans are the mean racist ones who don't want to give them $5 million a year. And the Democrats are the the loving, caring ones who want to give them free money. So it's the game that's being played. It's the game that's being played. But my hope is that, uh, my hope is that eventually these people wake up and realize that they're being played. Right. The young young people are not going to get their student loans deferred. Uh, African-Americans are not going to get five million dollars a year. And Latinos, Latinos are actually being used and abused because the ones who put in all the hard work and effort to come to this country and, and, and work and become citizens. They're they're getting a big slap in the face by these open borders with people who are not doing the right thing and they're being given free stuff. They're being given free stuff that people who worked hard to come here are not being given. So my hope is that all of this will, the Democrats will fall flat on their face with all this stuff. They will just simply fall flat on their face with all of this stuff. That is my hope and that is my dream. And I do believe that will happen eventually, eventually. But look at what it got Biden. It got Biden votes in this past midterm. It got the Democrats votes in this past midterm, maybe enough votes to prevent them from losing the Senate, right? So they're hoping that all of this, all these shenanigans, all this hoodwinking will help them get votes in the election next year in places like California and New York and so on and so forth. But not just Cal- – that doesn't make any sense because obviously Democrats will win California and New York anyway. But also around the country, maybe in these – even though these even though these programs – here's the funny thing. Even though these programs won't benefit, let's say, blacks or Latinos in Michigan or Wisconsin or Pennsylvania, they're hoping that just the idea that people in these places, they see them doing this, right? see them trying this, it'll garner their votes. That's what they're hoping for. That's the point. See, there aren't enough nut jobs. There aren't enough nut jobs. There aren't enough of these Democrats in those other places. You have those San Francisco Democrats in those other places where they're actually going to take on this stuff, right? Because in those places, there are too many normal Democrats and too many Republicans that simply won't allow this to even get to the point where it's even being discussed. But here in San Francisco, they can use it. We're like a little, you know, like a little um, Petri dish, right? A little experimental Petri dish where they can do it because there's nobody. There's not one normal fucking person in politics here on that board of supervisors or in the mayor's office who will say, we're not, this is not on the table. Just like um, uh, Speaker of the House or Leader of the Senate, Majority Leader can say, we're not taking this up. I'm not allowing this to be taken up. Or a Supreme Court can say, we're not taking this up, right? The the Chief Justice can say, we're not taking this up. 
There's no one here in San Francisco to say that. There's no normal person here in San Francisco in politics to say, uh, let's not do this. This is bat crap crazy. Let's not even talk about this. They don't have that here. So they can do this here where they can't do it, where they can't do it anywhere else, where they can't do it anywhere else. And so I'll, I'll, I will get to an article. I will get to an article about this. Um, I, I guess one article that says those of us who are against giving $5 million to every black person is irrational. You see, we're, we're the irrational ones. Uh, and another article written by the uh, about the NAACP here, the San Francisco NAACP, that's slamming the $5 million per person uh, reparation plan. The NAACP of San Francisco slamming the $5 million per person uh, reparation plan because it is obviously, and we know it's racist. And this is, this is what I've talked about here so many times, that those of us who are normal here, the normies, are the ones who are crazy, you see? That's why I call this an open-air insane asylum because they're, the insane person really outnumber, I can't give you a ratio, but they outnumber the normal people big time here. Um, they outnumber us big time here. And so they make us feel like the crazy people. Okay. They make us feel like the crazy people. That's, 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 what's, that's what's happening. That's what's going on here. And that's what constantly goes on here. We're seeing it again now. We're, we're the, the normal ones who are saying, wait a minute, it might be a little crazy. To, it might be bat crap crazy to give every black person a gift of $5 million. We're being called the crazy ones, the overheated ones, the irrational ones, and of course, the racists. But the San Francisco NAACP understands that what is racist is telling black people, you can't make it without this money. You can't make it. In other words, you're not you're not as good as the white person because we don't got to give the white person five million dollars to make it. We got to give you five million dollars to make it. We got to give you a buck house because you can't you can't you can't buy a house on your own. There's nothing more racist than that. Imagine me going around saying. Black people, you need the help of white people. White people are better than you. White people can afford homes and you can't. That's I would be called the biggest racist around and rightfully so. And that's exactly Exactly what the San Francisco Board of Supervisors is doing. That's exactly what the mayor of San Francisco was doing. That's exactly what every politician in San Francisco is doing. Yet we're the racist ones. You see, that's what I mean about living in a crazy house that I really, I really got to get out of. I really, really got to get out of here. I really got to get out of here. And so we'll talk about that a little bit later. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but what I, I, what I really want to go into, what I wanted to start the show with, and that's 20 minutes ago, um, is, uh, does everyone realize what uh, today was, what uh, March 16th was? March 16th. Does it ring a bell? I'm sure it does. March 16th, 2020. March 16th, 2020. Three years ago. Three years ago to the day it all began. It all began. 15 days, 15 days to flatten the curve. 15 days to flatten the curve. Remember that? How many days ago was that? 
well, three years, right? So 365 times three, 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 three. Uh, hey, Google. Ah, okay, thank you. 1,095. 365 times 3 is 1,095. Yeah, I heard you already. Shut up. I have a lot of Googles here. I have Googles. I have Alexas. I have everybody. I have uh, Siri's. I have Googles. Alexa, my my children, a Google, Alexa, and Siri. Uh, So 1,095. So 1,095. Is that what they said? Yeah, 1,095 days to flatten the curve. Almost 1,100 days. We're coming up on 1,100 days of 15 days to flatten the curve. What in the world? What in the world did we do? Really, what in the world did we do? And with, with they, with, we allowed them. We allowed them to do this to us. That's what we did. We allowed them to do this to us. And that's uh, unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable that we allowed them to do this to us. <clears throat> but, you know, many of us fought against this. I'm being one. But did we fight against it hard enough? Seriously, did we, did we fight against it hard enough? I don't know. I don't know if we did. Because they got away with it. They got away with it. They... <laughs> They ruined our children. They ruined our small businesses. They destroyed the economy. They destroyed the economy. They set back learning about two years. Half of the small businesses in this city, my city, are gone. People left. Suicides went up. Depression went through the roof drug use, children attempting suicide, killing themselves, taking drugs, looking towards pills and they got fentanyl poisoned. All this stuff happened. All this stuff happened because we allowed it to happen. We should have stopped it. We should have stopped it. We really should have. We really should have. I, I kind of have the feeling that that people had, in the, you know, in the late 40s and early 50s when they said, you know, we really should have stopped the Holocaust. We should have stopped Hitler. We should have stopped it from happening. And we should have. And when I say we, I don't mean just myself. I mean other people who do shows. I mean uh, also people who in, in politics. I mean the media. I mean doctors out there. Doctors needed to speak up and they didn't. Doctors needed to speak up and they didn't. Politicians who knew better needed to speak up and very, very few did. Once again, very, very few politicians did. Very, very few doctors did. Not enough to stop the atrocities from happening. That's the problem. Not enough to stop the atrocities from happening. And so we take a lot of responsibility. We take a lot of responsibility for it. I even take responsibility for it, even though I fought against it. I fought against it for nearly three years now. I've been fighting against it, talking out against it. It still happened. And I know we only have a certain amount of power. I get it. We only have a certain amount of power. We only have a certain amount of influence. There are other there are things that are out of our hands. But 
it was just a, it was, it was, it was devastating what happened here. And once again, we are still living, once again, we're three years out, but that's still very close, right? We're still not that far away from March of 20, March 16th of 2020. We're going to see how bad this was in the coming years. It's going to get worse and worse. It's not going to get better every year. People think because supposedly we're, we're getting back to quote unquote normal now that things are going to progressively get better. But I don't believe that. I believe it's like, you know, throwing the pebble in the water. I think it's going to have a ripple effect. We're seeing a little bit of that now, but we're still too close. We're still too close. Too really, too soon? We're too soon still to see the full effect, which we'll see five, ten years out. And it's all going to get much, much worse, not better. So does anyone remember, just to, to refresh memory, in case you don't remember three years ago, in case you have a very, very t- uh, short attention span there, does anyone remember this? I just wanted to read that there's, there's, there's an answer to this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Tony. He was my mentor, so I'm going to have to let him speak. <laughs> the small print here, it's really small print. In states with evidence of community transmission, bars, restaurants, food courts, gyms, and other indoor and outdoor venues where groups of people congregate should be closed. Mr. President, are you telling telling governors in those states then to close all their restaurants? Well, we haven't said that yet. So this was three years ago today. And if you if you actually look at it, I mean, it's one thing to listen to it. But if you go on Twitter and you look at this, the videos all over the place. You should see how excited Fauci and Burks were. How excited Fauci and Burks were about about. Every, about shutting everything down. Now, when Tony Fauci lies, because he has many times since, and says, I, well, I wasn't for the lockdowns. I wasn't for the lockdowns. All you need to do is go back to this video of three years ago today. What, he, what did he just say? What did he just say? And who's the guy standing next to Burks and Fauci? Donald Trump. Now, this video alone should totally disqualify Donald Trump. Why did he allow Fauci and Burks to do this? That's the question. Why Why was Trump, was he not smart? Was he too fucking dumb to know they were full of shit when Ron DeSantis figured out pretty quickly they were full of shit? Why, why would DeSantis know? Why would DeSantis be able to tell they were full of shit and the great Donald J. Trump didn't know they were full of shit? Once again, in a normal world, this would be totally disqualifying in the Republican primary. Totally disqualifying. And yet for some reason it doesn't seem to be. For some reason, it doesn't seem to be. Why is that? Is this te- is he Teflon Don? Is he Teflon Don who can make fun of Ron DeSantis and call him names? But yet Ron DeSantis knew. Ron DeSantis knew there was a problem. He knew something was wrong with this. And yet Trump didn't know something was wrong with this. Why is that? Was DeSantis, did DeSantis have like a globe? Did DeSantis have like a crystal ball? And he could tell that they were lying. He could tell they were full of shit. He could tell that Burks and Fauci didn't know what they were talking about. But Donald Trump didn't. Does that, does that show a flaw in Trump? Right? 
So Trump did not know Fauci. He couldn't tell. He says, I was, I was, I was totally surrounded by all these people and I got fooled. So why was he fooled? But Ron DeSantis wasn't fooled. That's the question that needs to be asked. Why was he fooled? But Ron DeSantis wasn't fooled. And we have video after video of this, him standing next. How many videos did we see between the middle of March 2020 and let's say May, June, where he was standing next to Fauci and Burks, letting them talk, letting them make all the policy? It was constant. So it's not like he, he could he, he could even say maybe, all right, at the beginning I was fooled a little bit, you know, but then I realized they were full of shit. You know, I realized when, what did Ron DeSantis say in that interview a few days ago with Glenn Beck? He said, when I saw that in June of 2020, all these so quote unquote experts saying, oh no, those, those riots and ra- those riots are fine. The BLM riots are fine. The Antifa riots are fine. People can go on top of each other and scream and yell in the thousands, spitting on each other. It's okay. When he saw them say that, yet you can't stand four feet away, the two people can't stand four feet away from each other and talk. Then he knew they were full of shit. And many of us did. Many of us did it. Even though some of us in April, May, we were suspecting they were full of shit. By June, when we saw that, all of a sudden it was okay when it comes to the left and Antifa and blacks and Latinos to go out there and and, uh, whites with... liberal white guilt to go out there and protest George Floyd in the thousands screaming and yelling crowding into megaphones chanting on top for hours and hours days after day after day that was okay but your store couldn't open people couldn't eat inside then all of us with a fucking brain knew the experts quote unquote trademark were full of shit but Donald Trump didn't Donald Trump didn't. Why? Because Donald Trump is a moron. That's the only thing I can come up with. Because he doesn't have the backbone he says he has. He didn't have the backbone to stand up to Burks and Fauci. He didn't have the backbone to fire Fauci. I think at one point, I might be imagining this, maybe I dreamt it, but I believe at one point, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Trump... Didn't they say you should fire him? And he said, well, I can't. Too many people like him. All hell would break loose if I fire him. They, they see it. I think he may have. I'll have to go back and check. I think he may have gone and said something like, oh, people, they'll say it's just political. It's political. So he didn't even have the balls to fire Fauci and Birch. But everyone, a lot of, many of the people like Ron DeSantis and many people in the Republican Party especially knew something wasn't right. Something wasn't right when they said, yeah, the protesters can protest for weeks and weeks and weeks in the thousands on top of each other. But you can't go see your grandma. You can't go see your grandpa. Your child can't go to school. You can't go to work. That doesn't make any sense. Because they were all full of shit. Because the whole thing was political science from the beginning. And a real president with a brain and some backbone would have known that right away. When I said, wait a minute, what have you been telling me for the last two and a half, three months? What have you been telling me since March? Now, all of a sudden, all of this is okay? I think you're lying to me. So, no, Ron DeSantis and the rest of us don't have a crystal ball. 
aren't clairvoyant, aren't geniuses. We just saw what was happening. And we realized that we were being hoodwinked, led astray. And Ron DeSantis adjusted. Ron DeSantis opened everything. Ron DeSantis said kids go back to schools. Ron DeSantis said you don't got to wear those stupid masks anymore. Donald Trump never did. Many Republican governors, we know Democratic governors, of course, did the opposite, but many Republican governors didn't. So not just blaming Trump, but he was the president of the United States. And he could have used that bully pulpit to change the course of things. And at the end of that clip I just played, a reporter asks on March 16, 2020, to Trump, are you telling governors to, to shut down their states? And he said, we're not doing that right now. Not yet. He was taking the advice of Burks and Fauci. Fauci, who in that clip said, we advise everyone to lock down, and then now says he never was for lockdowns. The guy is such a slimy son of a bitch. He's such a slimy bastard. But he's not even clever. People say, oh, he's a clever liar because he throws a lot out there. What's clever about this? We have a clip from three years. We have these clips. It was 2020, not 1920, 1820. We have the fucking clips. He only gets away with it because the journalist is so fucking bad. Because not journalist, not one journalist. Let me tell you, if you're, if you're interviewing Tony Fauci on fucking CNN with your huge budget or MSNBC with your multi-million dollar budget and he says I was never for lockdowns show the goddamn clip you lazy of course this laziness combined with the fact that they don't want to they don't want to prove him wrong they don't want him to be wrong that's against their narrative To, to prove Anthony Fauci's been wrong from day one and lying is against their narrative so, yeah, there could be some laziness involved, but there's also the fact that they don't want him to be caught in lies. They want Donald Trump. See, this is the whole thing. They want Donald Trump to be caught in lies. They want to show Donald Trump's lies. They don't want to show Anthony Fauci's lies. They don't want to show Joe Biden's lies. They don't want to go back and sh- they don't want to s- stop Biden for a second when he says, I-, 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 I was for gay marriage when I was 12 years old. They don't want for one second to say, but uh, you were against it for your entire career until 2012. You voted for the defense of marriage. We have you on on videotape in 2006 saying a marriage between a man and a woman. So between 12 and 65, did you change your mind, Joe? Because they don't want to prove him wrong. They don't want him to have egg on his face because they want him to win again. That's the whole point, people. They want him to win again. But these journalists have, once again, and we'll get into Trump derangement syndrome. We know about that. And, of course, DeSantis derangement syndrome is is, is gaining steam, baby. Let me tell you that DeSantis derangement syndrome, that is gaining momentum. Chugga, 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 chugga. It's gaining momentum. It's going faster than Amtrak. That's not too hard, I know. It's going faster than Amtrak, It's it's but it's gaining momentum. We'll talk about that also in, uh, in a few minutes. But these 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 journalists have Trump derangement syndrome, and they believe in their heads that if they prove Biden to be a liar, that will help Trump. It probably would. But that's life, baby. That's your fucking job, baby. If they lie, you have to call them on it. 
you have to call them on it. Now, we know the left-wing media has been the Democrats' pockets for a very long time now. We know that. They've always been. This is not a Trump thing or a COVID thing. We know that. We know the mainstream media, 90% of the media has always been liberal Democrat. We know that. But there was a time before Trump derangement syndrome when if a guy like Biden or Fauci had such a blatant lie, not one of those, you know, little white lies or maybe like, you know, with the, it's kind of a little blurry, the numbers, maybe you could fix the numbers and yeah, okay. But no, blatant lies, like Fauci saying he never called for lockdowns. And here's a video I just played of him calling for lockdowns, which he did about 85,000 times. Or if Biden says I was for gay marriage as a fucking senior in, in high school or college. And is then shown 40 fucking years later, 50 years later, saying a marriage between a man and a woman and voted for the Defensive Marriage Act and didn't come out for gay marriage till 20 fucking 12. Wouldn't you show that? What kind of a reporter, journalist, worth anything, worth anything, wouldn't get totally excited about being able to expose a politician? someone in politics at being such a bold-faced liar. That kind of stuff used to win like prizes, you know. That used to win like Pulitzer Prizes. You know, when they proved that Nixon was the Washington Post guys, Woodward and Bernstein, all the president's men, when they caught Nixon and, and, and the lie. This is like Pulitzer Prize winning stuff. Journalists used to love that. Journalists used to really get off on catching politicians, especially high-level politicians, in bold-faced, dangerous lies. They used to love it. It was their business. Not anymore. Now their business is to get Democrats elected. Their business is to get Biden elected and make sure Trump doesn't win again. Their their business is to make sure DeSantis isn't the nominee because he's a stronger nominee than Trump against Biden. The numbers just, once again, I'm not an early poll person, but I will say, <laughs> I'll go against my own better judgment. An early poll showed that DeSantis is doing better head-to-head against Biden now than Trump is. But that's what they believe, and they're probably right. He's probably a better general election. He is definitely a better general election candidate than Trump is. So they have to go after him because that's their job now. Their job is to get Democrats elected. And their job right now is laser focused on making sure that Joe Biden wins re-election and Trump is never president again. But journalism be damned. The truth be damned. The truth be damned. It doesn't matter to them. They don't care. They simply don't care. So, all the videos in the world won't matter. We know the truth, right? We know the truth, you and I. We, we get it. We know what the truth is. But there won't be any comeuppance. We, uh, the New York Times, uh, John Ziegler posted this today on Twitter. The New York Times, uh, nine years ago in 2014, said California's drought. It was the, the headline was California's drought. Does this mean the end of ski resorts? Well, fast forward nine years later, and the ski resorts are in the best shape they've ever been in. Is there any, and they were talking about as far as global warming and climate change and the end of the world. Is there any kind of apology for that? Is there any kind of a correction for that? For saying a decade ago, about a decade ago, that this would be the, the ski resorts are all finished. We're going to see the end of ski resorts now because of droughts. It's like it's like these people never took classes 
You don't got to be a fucking meteorologist. Never took general basic math classes and science classes and never heard about something called cycles, cyclical things like the cycle of life, the cycle of weather, meteorological cycles. It's like they never heard of this. So if it's dry for five years, it's the end of the world. No, no, it could be dry for two decades and then wet for two decades. It's called cycles. And we might be getting into that cycle now where it's going to be wet here in the West again for a few years. It could be very wet for the next five years. Maybe then we'll have to deal with mudslides and, and, and flooding. And then it'll get dry again. It's called cycles. It's not called the end of the world. But once again, this is written nine years ago in 2014 in bold print, black and white, in the New York Times. The world's coming to an end because of the drought, and there'll be no more ski resorts soon in the West. And here we are, nine years later, the best year the ski resorts have ever had. But there'll be no correction. There'll be no apology. There'll be none of that. There'll be none of that. There never is. They'll just go forget about it, pretend they didn't say it. And, and pretty much uh, just go on to the next lie. Pretty much just go on to the next lie. And that's all they do, is lie. They never tell the truth. They don't care about the truth. They simply don't care about the truth. They care about promoting narratives. I say it over and over again. They care about supporting narratives. And what happens? What happens to these lies? These are not just lies that annoy me. I know it seems like they annoy me, and they do annoy me, and they annoy you too. But these are lies that actually hurt people. These are lies that actually hurt people. They hurt our children. They hurt our small businesses. They killed people. They literally killed people. They made people commit suicide. They made people go to drugs and get fentanyl poisons. As I just said, they, they made people lose their livelihood. Children couldn't deal with not seeing their, their friends for a year to two years, depending on where you lived. It was bad enough for adults. I don't, I, don't, I don't have to tell you that. But think of a child of four, five, six years old who's just getting into the groove of going to school, right? Just, just developing friends and those human connections we need. And that was taken away. So you have moron 40-year-old go, I, I, it's not a big deal. I didn't see my friends for a year. But you're 40 fucking years old, you idiot. You're not a four or five years old who is just developing these skills, just developing these connections and relationships. And, that was, and, and, and the rug was pulled out from under them. So all the damage they did. This is why I talk about prison. Prison's too good for a lot of these people. I'm starting to reconsider the death penalty. And I'm not kidding. And I'm not being hyperbolic. I'm not overstating the fact. I'm not. I'm being very serious. These were the worst atrocities that we've seen since the Holocaust. I believe that statement, by the way, that statement that these are the worst atrocities we've seen since the Holocaust, 
I think that's a lot more gra- uh, grounded in real, in, in normalcy and realism and reality than the idea that January 6th is like, uh, was like 9-11 of the Civil War. That's what many on the left have said. They've said it on, on television with millions of people watching. They've actually said that, that, you know, January 6th is, is akin to 9-11 or the Civil War. They think that analogy is perfectly normal and sane. But yet my analogy, my analogy that COVID, the atrocities during COVID are the worst we've seen during the Holocaust. That's way out of line, way out of line, man, way out of line. But no, January 6th being uh, worse than 9-11 or the Civil War. Oh, that's perfectly normal to say such a thing. Perfectly, perfectly legitimate to say such a thing. These people are, are, are atrocious people. I'm, I'm going to read a couple of articles. In fact, I should stop talking so much and read some, some articles. But just very passionate about this stuff. But also very sane, I think. Um, but written today, if I can get a, a free... You know what? Before I read, because I've been talking for 45 minutes, I'd like someone else to talk. Uh, so I'd like to hear from Lance. Hey, Lance, how's it going, buddy? Holy shit. Talking about talk about showing up right on cue, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, your timing's always good. It's like good it's, a, it's like a good entrance in, in comedy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As long as you know when to make a good exit, right? Leave it leave uh, uh leave a wanting more. Yeah, don't worry, I'm not gonna get the hook out. No hook. We're not gonna do any vaudevillian act with a hook. Right? I was just in a room with Vlad. We were playing some great reggae music. <laughs> we were no, no. We're talking. We started talking about three subjects. Uh, he joined later, but it was about um, the unsheltered, uh, the the war, the the literal, the literal. The you know how you know how the the war in Ukraine, like the war for profit. Well, this is the uh, the war for profit on the homeless, right? And it was also about co-ops and uh, co-ops and um, you know nonprofits and how to be self-sustaining to do good stuff and the other and the third part was going to be uh, about how to achieve how to get your friendly neighborhood US congressman or senator to pay attention to your agenda as a as a as a, as a small group of citizens those right. are the three things but um, but it's your room, so should I talk about one of those things? The first one is interesting, but or, or, or what you're, you know, you tell me whatever you want to talk about, Lance. Whatever you want. What if I told you there's a for-profit war, a, a nation, a, okay, a, a well-funded nationwide, um, you know, a, a war for profit against the homeless. I agree with you. In fact, in fact, I have a story pulled up here. I could, I could, I could talk a little bit about it. Well, actually, that's not a story. It's a video. You want, you want to stay, stay there. Don't leave. Stay right there in the call queue. I'm going to play this like thirty. Wild seconds. horses couldn't drag me away. All right, I'm going to play this. I'm going to, our, our, our favorite. This is from our favorite polit not, not a favorite politician, but our favorite. Uh, 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 the, the politician with the best hair, with the most hair gel. You know, that would be Gavin Newsom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is Gavin Newsom uh, earlier today. In How the fuck did I know? And you didn't yeah. even. Well, th- th- by the way, this is titled, Lance, this is titled More Housing Faster. This is the More Housing Faster plan. So, yeah, I'll play this clip and then we can talk more. You want to see progress and you want to see it now. You want to see progress 
in terms of campus. You want to see progress in terms of people off the streets. And as the mayor said, you want to see our values represented in that progress. No one's naive. It's not just about sweeping things under the rug or kicking people off the streets and sidewalks and claiming a job well done. That doesn't do justice to the injustice that is perpetuated because our inability to reconcile the larger issues of wealth and income inequality and all its forms and manifestations, the most acute, of course, the issue of homelessness. So in, in that word salad, that was very, by the way, wasn't that very Kamala Harris-like? That was very Kamala Harris-like, that word salad. But here, here's Newsom's new plan, Lance, to solve California's homeless. This is, this is by the way, this is plan number 5,722 from Newsom. Because remember, we a, a video we played a few ago was Newsom back in 2008 as mayor of San Francisco saying by 2018 there'd be no more homelessness. So that was his, his plan in 2008, uh, Lance, was that in 10 years' time, there'd be no more homelessness. So how did that plan work out, okay? This new plan is to spend more than $15 billion with a B over the next two years by addressing, no, not mental health, no, not addiction, but the wealth and income inequality, Lance, that, that creates homelessness. You want to see progress? Wealth and income inequality that creates homelessness. Once again, not addressing, because that's, Lance, that's great virtue signaling. That's great left-wing virtue signaling, saying it's because everyone, it's because we live in a, a world of the rich, where the rich get richer and the poor are stepped on. The poor are stepped. Of course, Gavin Newsom didn't care about the poor being stepped on during COVID, with his COVID policies. Small businesses, while the large businesses and corporations and the and the Jeff Bezos of the world did just fine, didn't do just fine, did better than ever. He didn't care about the small guy back then. He didn't care about the poor people back then. Now, once again, he's doing this great virtue signaling, which is all he has done over the last 15 years, saying it's income inequality. It's those horrible rich people. That's why we have homeless, because the rich people are getting richer, and that's why we have more homeless. No, Lance, not addressing the addiction of the people on the streets. No, no, no. Not addressing addiction, Lance. Not addressing addressing the mental health issues of the people on the streets, because that would be too hard. That wouldn't be virtuous. That wouldn't be left-wing virtue, Lance. It's left-wing virtue to say, oh, it's, it's the mean, disgusting rich people that are causing homelessness. Now you can talk, Lance. Sorry for my... Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No. Um, the left are worse. Can I read something that takes about 20 seconds to read? It, it, Go ahead. Yeah. This is, this is my... Intro, if you will, the, yeah. the lead in paragraph before the actual lead about my, uh, my, 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 my thing, my rant about the homeless. Here it is. As we live or rather sleepwalk through our Dickensian dystopian long, endless day, a foggy, cold, damp, dank, dark, heavy day. Oh, is that it? Our spongy brain oh, saturated with the mind-melding, other, better, uber-real, virtuous, virtual reality, which allows demands. We divorce ourselves from the ugly, real reality, from, at the end of the perpetual, dismal day, each other. Maybe divorce is the wrong word. To divorce is to once 
has bonded. More like a preemptive, sanitized avoidance. Yes, that's very good. That, that, that's absolutely correct. That's absolutely correct. But what, what you said about homelessness becoming a big business now for these politicians, it is. You, you know what? Is it? Uh, how about the term homeless industrial complex? What do you think of that? Yeah, yeah. Palantir, right? Peter Thiel. I don't know if you're a fan or not, but Peter Thiel and this other guy who are uh, cashing in, they have a think tank and they're using private prisons and they're rounding up homeless and they're charging them anywhere from a dollar to 5000 charging the homeless. They're literally, okay, they're making homelessness against the law. Chart, and they're going to, in Kansas, it's a dollar. Someplace else, it's up to 5000 That's rare. $5,000 for the, for the misdemeanor of being homeless. Yep. No, literally. Who, who's going to pay $5,000, though? It matters. I'll garner see your wages. But here's the thing. First of all, two things. They can use you for $0.13 cents an hour. Up to a dollar for your slave prison, legal slave labor, which is in the Constitution, by the way. It says you cannot be held, you know, in servitude uh, and slavery unless cause we got rid of regular slavery, unless you're you're in jail. <laughs> Basically, go look at the original, like, four, Seventh Amendment, whatever, whatever. Okay. But beyond that, if you're Rhonda, you're around homeless. Whether you're a, whether you're a recent family that used to have a job living in your car and I oh, got evicted, or whether you're deranged, or whether you're drug addicted, whether you're mentally ill, you're not worth anything. But there's a whole thing. Hey, look it up. It's called Cicero. Look it up. It's called Cicero Palantir, et cetera, et cetera. And it's a think tank. It is out of Austin. It's out of Austin. Okay, and they go around and they're saying yes, 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 yes. We can make money off these guys because you make a certain amount from the government. They're, they're useless to us wandering around the streets. But if we can jail them and make literally make being unsheltered against the otherwise. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing, uh, Mike. Right now, what they do is they round people up and say, yeah, you know, we're getting you for this. We're getting you for vagrancy. You know, we got to get you off the street because the merchants are up. But they don't make any money off that because they only stay in jail a day or two. What if we could keep them in jail for a year or two? And then we can make some money off these people by using the homeless to make money. It's called Cicero. I'm not making this stuff up. You know, whatever you want to say about me, Mike. I come with with receipts. I don't pull shit out my asshole. Yeah, there's a whole industry. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like here it is, here it is, here it is. It's 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 more clever. It's more clever than fucking Hitler. Yeah, they yeah. can only get the gold. They can only get the gold teeth, you know, and whatever it was you had uh, when you're dead. But if, you, if you keep them alive, if you keep them alive like a zombie living corpse, and then you can funnel them in and out of jail, then we can perpetually make money off of these zombies that we create called the homeless. And by the way, this is what Dostoevsky said. Don't judge society. Don't judge a society by how you, how they treat their most accomplished citizens. Judge a society by how they treat their prisoners, which includes, in our case, not just prisoners, people that commit crimes, but it includes the mentally ill, drug addicted, and the homeless. They're all criminalized in our society. That's why we're, we're like we're like one of the out of two hundred countries, we're in the bottom ten. There's 190 countries better than America right now. 
But I have a question because I, I might be going a little insane here. Maybe you can help me, Lance. How many times are people going to be? We have a guy like Gavin Newsom who, back in 2008, said by 2018, his plan was going to eliminate homelessness. We know it not only didn't eliminate homelessness, we know in that decade, homelessness has just exploded. I mean, homelessness has exploded under Gavin Newsom as mayor and Gavin Newsom as lieutenant governor and governor. How many times is someone going to lie to you before you stop listening to them? That's my question. How many times is this guy, this slimy, greasy man, this grotesque individual, have to lie to people before they simply say, wait a minute, we've heard this from you 17 times before. You said 15 years ago that homelessness was going to be eradicated by now. Why are, we st- why are people still – can you tell me why people are still listening to him? Do you have that answer? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's, maybe it's rhetorical. Maybe that's a tough question. No, 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 no. You're hitting the nail on the head. But here's the thing. Right. It's, it's a, but, but see, I'm a both sides pox on all their houses, you see, because here's why. For the same reason, for the same reason that we have a, a Christo fascist Supreme Court. Now, let me be clear what I'm saying. Scalia, Scalia was a million times better than these guys. Okay. Now I'll criticize Scalia later. What I'm saying is, Whatever his philosophy was, whether I can or disagree with, he was pure to that. You see, he also had to be, um, he had to be voted in by 60 votes in the Senate. Now we went to 50 50. I don't give a fuck whether it's the Democrats or Republicans. If you, if you got 60, you're going to, you're going to weed out the weirdos at the highest court. Now we got 51 50, blah, 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 blah. It's a topic for another 51 49. Topic for another day. My point though is, is that, for the same reason that the dupes on the right believe the pseudo Christian bullshit when all they want to do is combine, is merge, you know, Christian fascist authoritarianism that had nothing to do with libertarianism, had nothing to do with Christianity, just like Gavin Newsom and the people who want to worship AOC and Newsom. People on the right want to worship Trump or some pseudo fucking Christian bullshit asshole like uh, like like what's his name there Huckabee Huckabee he's a shuckabee he's a fuckabee he's a fucking grifter asshole evil motherfucker and by the way I'm sorry wait a minute wait a minute wait for it wait for it wait for it wait for it okay Romney's a corporatist okay um, Trump okay let me tell you something let me tell you something right now Trump not not just because not just because Trump is dumber. Because Trump's not dumb. He's just uncurious like Bush. Bush's, Bush 43 was not dumb. Okay, we've had some dumb presidents that are dumber than Bush or Trump. You know, you know who's a fucking evil scumbag that I don't want him to, I, that I think, sh- that I, I don't wish, I don't, I, 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 it's DeSantis. Fuck DeSantis. He's a fucking evil scumbag. Oh, even though he's right. Even though he's right. I can't agree with you. know how I feel about DeSantis. I can't agree. I don't care. He, why well, you like the guy, right? I love him. I don't just like. Well, I like him a no, lot. No, 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 no. He's a dangerous. He's a dangerous motherfucker, no. and he's coming after things. Even though I agree with him a hundred percent on a bunch of things. Anyway, I don't want to go off too much. Your show. But anyway, what I'm saying though is this is why. Wait, this is why Gavin Newsom gets away with his shit. This is why DeSantis and Trump and all these all these shitheads that are both they're all establishment motherfucker. DeSantis is no populist. He's a fuckhead. Okay, what I'm saying is it's because it's because the, the the liberals want to follow Newsom and uh, and uh, and the conservatives want to follow Trump and DeSantis instead of thinking for themselves, and we're all going to so it's both sides. And and DeSantis is just as bad as Newsom.
No, stop. No, that's not true. That's not true at all. You kind of, you, you're not making any sense there. You're like, I agree with him a hundred percent of the time or I've got a lot of issues, but he's as bad as Newsom. That doesn't make any sense. Worse. He didn't, Worse. Newsom locked us down. He didn't. That makes him better right there. What? That, what? Makes, him right there. that makes him better right there. Um, no, but, no, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Mike. This is what I mean. I, I don't take like a right wing, left wing tribal thing at all. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying you do, I'm, I'm not saying you do entirely, but you said I rejected Dems. Now I want the Republican. No, here's why. Here's why. But you don't give me you know, any. Wait, wait, let me just say this, please. Okay. The same thing in, okay. Just, just totally, I think, just demonstrable only because I'm saying that DeSantis has decided, okay, now let me say this, right? So DeSantis has decided that these, um, let's say, decidedly wacko, uber, left-wing, whatever that college was that they're taking over, okay, fine. You know what? The same thing I will say to the left-wingers who want to go ahead and helicopter and, 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 and take care of their kids and oversensitive, we can't let conservatives speak on campus. Fuck those left wing heads up their ass, leftist ruination of, of college campuses who can't let, mm-hmm. you know, uh, fucking whoever, I don't care, Steven Crowder or, you know, uh, whoever, Ann Coulter, whoever, speak freely. Do your own thing. Fine. Okay, fine. That's the left wing. But DeSantis wants to tell colleges now. Not grammar school kids who are getting some porn and some, some sexual thing. Not CRT in, 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 in junior high and high school. No, he wants to go in and take over fucking universities. I don't give a fuck unless they're saying about hate and killing and super Nazism or something or super something on the other side. Fuck, fuck this ass. No, 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 no. He's as bad. No, fuck that shit. He wants to go into colleges and say that you can only teach certain shit. No, here's what, here's what, let me say. Ten more second give me 10 more seconds what i'm saying is what's happening on the left and the right they're infantilizing kids i know how to think for myself luckily because i went to a progressive school district in a 98 white suburban philadelphia uh frankly it was jews who and, and italians but a lot of jews who were our teachers whatever and we learned how to think for ourselves and whether it's the Stannis or whether it's the left wingers that want to that want to that you know the left wingers want to f- prevent the Stannis from speaking on their campus and the Stannis wants to prevent the left winger fuck all both sides they're all full of shit we're all smart enough and we don't need to infantilize each side you know we're all smart enough to figure it out and no when you you get to the college level like DeSantis is doing to try to control curriculum. No, he's a fuck. You know, I don't. I don't understand where he. I don't. I don't see where that's happening with colleges. Where, where have you seen this? I don't, he I took don't, over college. He took over a far left liberal public. Yup, it was public. Yup, it was government funded. Yup, it was a state school. Yup, he had the absolute right to take it over. Yup, and it was very left wing, and it was avoid enforcing all this identity politics. And yes, you know what? You know what? It was exactly the kind of campus. It was about 700 or 1,000 students. It was exactly the kind of campus, uh, frankly, Mike, that would outlaw uh, a right-winger like Ann Coulter for coming to their campus in Florida. And Tisanta said, fuck you. We're going to take it over. We're going to put a bunch of right-wingers in there. This is a college. Fuck Santas and fuck the left-wingers. You're talking about – wait a minute. I think you're talking about what DeSantis – you're talking about this one – Ruffalo. They put Ruffalo in, in charge and all that. Yeah, yeah, it's called the New College of Florida. 
something called the New College of Florida. But this is far, it's a far it's, it's a far left identity yeah, politics, seventy six pronoun, purple hair, far left. Yes, publicly funded university. Yes, I'm right, right. But this is <laughs> Lance. This is every fucking college is left wing propaganda now. Every college not anymore. No, 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 they're not. Wait a minute, Mike. No, he just took them over. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He just took it over. Wait a minute. He took it over. He paid them instead of three hundred thousand. They're getting a million. He's paying his people. To, he didn't just make it neutral. He said, "I'm turning it into a right wing institute." I'll, I'll read the. I'll read the. I'll read the article here if you'll stay with me. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis made six new appointments to the new College of Florida Board of Trustees, including Manhattan senior fellow Christopher Rufo. Rufo's work has been featured on PBS, Netflix, and international television has been notable for challenging critical race theory. The new College of Florida in Sarasota is a top-ranked public liberal arts college and is a designated honors college of the state university system. DeSantis News Press Secretary Brian Griffin sent a statement to Fox News Digital claiming that the academic institution has been captured by a political ideology that puts truth truth-related concepts above learning. All of these appointees have a first-hand understanding of the Florida education system as a product of their work with us in the Florida Department of Education and other important initiatives. We are grateful to them for lending their time and expertise to the benefit of Florida students. The DeSantis office told Fox Digital News, the new College of Florida is a public institution with a statutorily stated mission of providing a quality education. Unfortunately, like so many college universities in America, this institution has been completely captured by a political ideology that puts trendy, truth-related concepts above learning. The statement added, in particular, new College of Florida has reached a moment of critical mass wherein low student enrollment, low student enrollment and other financial stresses have emerged from its skewed focus and practical cost offerings. Other appointments include the Dean of the School of Government at Hillsdale College, Dr. Matthew Spaulding, editor of the Claremont Review of Books, Charles Kessler, Emory University professor, Dr. Mark Burlin, New College graduate Deborah Jenks, and Inspiration Academy founder Jesse Spear. For the press release, per the all press far release, right Santa, wingers. they're all, listen, listen, they're all I, far let right let wingers. Let me finish. I let you finish. Let me finish. For the, per the press release, the Santa's appointment to underscore an agenda to shift the university to a classical liberal arts model, restructure the administration and mission st statement. This thing keeps going up and down. I hate when this happens when you're trying to read something. Um, equity, Maryland. Okay. So what ba basically, basically, DeSantis also wants to abolish diversity, equity, and inclusion and replace it with equality, merit, and colorblindness. Restructure the academic department to reflect the new pedagogical, pedagogical approach. Hire new faculty with expertise in constitutionalism, free enterprise, civic virtue, family life, religious freedom, and American principles. Establish a graduate school for training teachers in classical education. DeSantis appointments come after he mandated that all state universities report expenditures and resources used for campus activities that release diversity, equity, and inclusion in critical race theory initiatives. Press Secretary Brian Griffin shared a mem memorandum of Governor DeSantis' December 28th request on Wednesday. It mandated that each Florida college system and state university system institute institution provide a comprehensive list of all staff programs and campus related to DEI and CRT. Furthermore, DeSantis championed a pro-parent agenda during the midterm election, which also included the endorsements of 30 school board candidates that allied with that philosophy. Among the 30 school board candidates that were endorsed, 24 of those 30 won their races. So this was all done, basically, from what I'm reading here, 
Yeah, so this was all, the voters of Florida knew about this stuff, and he won by a million and a half votes. So I don't think, this does not, <laughs> this does not seem to me like DeSantis is taking over the university system in Florida. But once again, if you're talking about this college that got all these grants that was supported by the state, supported by the taxpayers of the state of Florida who put in DeSantis by a million and a half votes and 19 points a few months ago, there's every right to say you're not going to be teaching this crap, even even to adults, even to college kids who some say are adults, some say not quite yet. You're going to Why? you're going to teach critical race theory. You're Why? Going to, what? What? I'm trying to finish. You won't let me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's put it this way. I'll, I'll just be very simple. DeSantis has every right to do this. That's all. This is these aren't private schools. These aren't private colleges. I said he has the right. I already wait, said that. Wait a minute. This is one college. This is one college. <laughs> Lance, out of how many that are teaching all this crap that have taught left wing agenda? Oh, narrative. Mike, stop for a second, please. Go for ahead. one second. It's only one college. He only exercised this right over one college. He has the right to do it in another several hundred public colleges. And, of course, he'll only do it for this one. Come on, buddy. But he hasn't. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The guy's, been, the guy's been governor now going on five years. He hasn't. He hasn't. He's been governor going on five. He's about to run for president. He's not. This is not. This is this one college. This is this one institution. Okay, this is this is an exception to the rule. It's not if he said, look, the fact of the matter is this. I see no problem. It's not an exception to the rule. Did he say this is an No, it's the rule now. What's the rule? I'm sorry. Funded. Wait a minute. If you're funded by the tax. I want to have the platform. Lance, Lance, I like this discussion. It's a good one. But if you let me talk, if you are funded by the taxpayers, the same taxpayers who voted me in by a million and a half votes a few months ago, you cannot teach left-wing, you can't just simply teach these things like left-wing liberal propaganda, like critical race theory. You can't do it. And he has every right. Basically, this is over critical race theory. This is this is mainly what this is over. And this college is like... Yes, I understand. I know this is a college. I see that. Wait a minute, Lance. Are they allowed to teach? Are they allowed to? Are they allowed to promote pedophilia in college? Are they allowed to teach pedophilia one hundred and one? We're gonna we're gonna teach you to be pedophiles if you like. We're gonna teach you about pedophiles, and you could be pedophiles if you like. To. Yeah, is that is that you can? Teach, wait a minute. Because not, wait a minute. Because they are eighteen or over, not under eighteen. If you're funded by the fucking state and the taxpayers that obviously like Ron DeSantis's agenda, that they did something they've never done in Florida forever, which is a Republican winning by twenty fucking points. He have a, he has a right to do that. He's backed by the people of his state. He's backed by the overwhelming majority of people in his state. It doesn't matter that they're eighteen and not seventeen. It doesn't matter what that that's your wait a minute. That's your difference. You're saying okay, if it's public school and there's sixteen year olds, he has a right to do this. But eighteen year olds, no, you can't touch it. Why? You can Why can these colleges who are funded by the state, funded by the people? Funded by the people who believe overwhelmingly in Ron DeSantis's agenda, why can they do anything they want? Okay, okay, okay. So slow down for a second. Slow down for a second. Okay, that would mean grad school and master's programs and PhD programs too, if they're publicly funded, right? Lance, 
Wait a minute, I'm asking you. Wait a minute. Wait, no, wait a minute. Wait, wait, Mike, 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 Mike. I'm asking you a simple yes or no question. Okay, yeah, yeah. CRT, no CRT in bachelor's program. That would mean master's and PhD programs too, right? I, don't know, I suppose, but it doesn't happen. Why don't, why don't you wait to see how it, what happens first? Why, no, why? come on, Mike. That's no, no, not what do you mean, come on? Mike, 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 Wait a minute, please. Wait a one second. Freshman, freshman through senior year of your bachelor's degree, no CRT. Well, therefore, no CRT anytime ever. No master's program or PhD could ever talk about the fact that racism is institutional, and therefore the only way to fix it is to get rid of capitalism and institute Marxism. That's not okay. Wait, what? That's been being taught in schools forever. That's nothing new. That's not critical race theory. That's what they're outlawing. Now you're saying that they're not doing it, but it's okay to outlaw it. That's not what critical race theory is. That's not what critical what is race is. Colleges and universities have been saying for ages that white people are bad. And white okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, then. what is critical race theory then? Critical race theory is teaching white people, white students, that it's that that it, everything falls on their shoulders. They're the bad ones. Even in 2023, you're responsible for what happened in the past. Teaching kids or adults, whoever it may be, that would you, everything is about race. Everything in this country is about race. This is a racist country, and you're white, and you're responsible for what your ancestors did. And if you're black, you can't make it. Blancis falls in line with the same stuff with giving black people five. Can I respond for five seconds? No, 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 wait, 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 please. You're talking, wait, please. You're talking about two different things. You're talking about idiots. You're talking about anti-racism idiots like Beverly D'Angelo and Tahanishi Coates and, and Abraham Kendall. They're idiot. Wait a minute, please. They're idiots. They're assholes. Okay. That's anti-ra, that's anti-racism. Okay. What CRT is, I forget the woman's name, Beverly Johnson, I think that is different. They're two different philosophies or theories or whatever. The one I just said about anti-racism, that you're born with some kind of like original sin of being white and you have to spend your whole life working against that inherent racism. No, that's bullshit. That's horseshit. That's bullshit. That's racism. That's reverse racism and it's horseshit. Right, but this is new CRT. This is what they're teaching now. No, wait, Mike, 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 Mike. Please don't. I'm I'm saying that those are two different things. And just because, wait a minute, just because anti-racism, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Anti-racism, okay, I don't care if you're the most left-wing liberal or the right-wing conservative, anybody who has a rational mind. No, okay, okay, can I, can, can, give me like 30, not even 90 seconds. Okay. If you have Richard Wolf, who's a Marxist economist and some right wing economist, you know, like that's a far right conservative, they're going to agree on like the the situation. They're going to not only just like facts, but they're going to actually like say, yes, inequality happens with capitalism, even a right wing or whatever. What I'm saying is that. What I'm saying is that people that study racism and they study like critical race theory and they study mother, okay, all the people that study that stuff will say this, that 
Ibram Kendry and Beverly D'Angelo and Tahanishi Coach who talk about anti-racism have their head up their ass. They're not, they're not 90% bullshit. Oh, actually, Tahanishi Coach might have 20%, whatever, whatever. They're not, they're, they're, the vast majority of their shit is shit. It's bullshit. It's horseshit. Okay. Now, CRT, on the other hand, may or may not be correct, but it's a legitimate it's a legitimate theory that is discussed. And it says that basically racism is not about a bunch of bad apples. It's about institutional or whatever. We could talk about it. But anti-racism, okay, which is 90% horseshit at best, at best, versus CRT, which in my opinion is like 75% right on the money. I just don't. That's your opinion. Okay, they're, 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 they're two different things, okay? So if you want to talk about it, Mike, okay, I'm sorry, but you have to educate yourself about the fact that anti-racism, okay, and CRT are two different things. Lance, they're teaching these kids that white people are bad. That's what kids are going home. People, kids have gone home to their parents. And they're talking about that's this. anti-racism. That's stupid. I agree. It's one hundred percent horseshit. I'm not talking Lance. about that. I'm talking Lance. about something. Lance, the fact of the matter is, the people in Florida don't want this. They that's why they voted a million and a half more votes for Ron DeSantis than Charlie Crist. Okay, they don't want this. They don't want it being taught to ten year olds, twelve year olds, eighteen year olds, ninety seven year olds. They don't believe in CRT. They don't believe public schools who get money from them, money from the taxpayers who voted in Ron DeSantis. Okay, okay. like CRT. If they thought okay. it was, wait a minute, shut up. If they thought it was something that should be discussed in colleges and schools, they would not have elected Ron DeSantis, who was running against that by a million and a half votes. So the people of Florida who pay okay. these, no, the people of Florida who pay these extreme left wing wacko, Professor Valerie okay. said, we don't want this. So Ron okay. DeSantis has every right to do this. The people backed him. You want okay. to go to Florida, run for fucking governor on teaching CRT in colleges and win, Lance. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I, I agree. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Elections have consequences. So therefore, yes. wait, okay, okay, okay. So let me just ask you this. So if California and New York, Massachusetts and all those places want to teach the entire opposite where no, 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 all CRT all the time, all anti-racism all the time. Oh, wait, 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 please let me stop for a second. Right. Wait a minute, please. Wait a minute, please. Let me just say this. Wait a minute. So wait a minute. Come on, Mike. Give me, give me 10 seconds. You know where I'm going with this. If DeSantis can do that in Florida, then the people in the blue states can do the opposite and say, no, 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 it's all CRT. It's all 26 pronouns. It's all all trans rights, it's all yeah. mutilation yeah. Blah, blah, all the time, right? And that's what we have. It's a, a, a two-tier And that's what they do. And that's what they do. And that's what they've done in colleges since the beginning of time. Colleges are known for left-wing professors who teach left-wing ideology, who want the students to grow up to be fucking left-wingers. I'm, right. I'm asking you right now. About. So wait, finally, finally the voters and right. maybe one governor. Right. I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying right, exactly. if the Sanders can do that in Florida, then they can do the opposite and do no, no, we're going to have all CRT, we're going to have all trans, where every kid that ever said he wanted to be a girl with a boy, but we're going to give him surgery. All that stuff can happen in the blue state. It could, like you're saying, with the Sanders in, in his state, right? They're doing it's, all, it. it's every state for itself, uh, yes. no matter That's our system. That's our system in the Constitution. We have states' rights. And the voters have the right to vote in those people, and the voters have the right to vote out those people, and the voters in California have constantly, in New York and other states, have constantly.
Okay, okay. But see, now I go back to this. I'll tell you this right now. They taught me how to think. I was lucky when I went to school. If by the time I'm 18 and I can go to war and I can do all this motherfucking shit, if the motherfucking government, if, if I want to read my motherfucking comp, if I want to go into the motherfucking lounge of my school and I want to say, you know what, this Hitler guy, boy, he's got some interesting ideas, and I want to read mine comp, or I want to read Mao's Little Red Book, or I want to read the Communist Manifesto and Das Kapital, I want to do it. You see what I mean, the Mike? Land. I want to be land. able to read all that shit. I, wait a minute. I Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't want Ron DeSantis telling me that I can't read Das Kapital or, or Angela Davis or whatever. Okay, and I don't want some motherfucking left winger telling me that just because I decide that I want to understand Hitler, I don't care for whatever reason, because I want to go out and someday be a Nazi and start a Nazi revolution, and I want to read Mein Kampf. Fuck you. Fuck the Sanders and fuck the left wingers that are right. going to tell me that I. All right, all right. You're, you're cursing a lot. You're cursing a lot. Here's the f fact of the matter. The fact of the matter is Ron DeSantis and Glenn Youngkin won on these things. They actually ran on these things. That's, this is this is what's so disingenuous. But this is this is the winning message you see, and it's really the winning message in most of the country. But this is why Gavin Newsom's not running on this. No, no democratic or left wing politician runs on. Pro, we're teaching CRT. They're not doing the opposite of what the Santa says because they know they'd lose if they ran on. Uh, we're going to we're going to force our universities to teach CRT. We're going to force all of our schools to teach CRT, to teach critical race theory, to teach that white people are bad and black people constantly need a hand up even now. And we're going to teach about transgender sex change operations to kindergartners. Do you think they'd win if they ran on that stuff? No, but the Republicans can run against that stuff and win. You see. Republicans can run that stuff, run that stuff and win. Republicans can be honest and run against this stuff and win. Democrats can't run on this stuff because they know that's the losing message, Lance. The winning message is to run against this evilness, to run against this crap. That's what Ron DeSantis, he didn't, Ron DeSantis didn't hide his hatred for this. Glenn Youngkin didn't hide their hatred for this. They ran on it and Youngkin won and it was formerly a blue state. And Ron DeSantis won by a million and a half votes when he only won by 30,000 four years ago. You don't see uh, Kathy Hochul and uh, Gavin Newsom and uh, and Gretchen Whitmer running on teaching CRT, running on teaching about transgender and sex stuff to kindergartners because they know they'd lose. They know they'd lose. So they do it quietly. They don't talk about it. They talk about how bad the Republicans are. They talk about how bad the other side is. They don't run on these things. Ron DeSantis ran against these things and won. Glenn Youngkin ran blatantly. This is exactly why Glenn Youngkin won. It might be the only reason why he won. Um, because of what happened in Loudoun County. But that's it. That's why the Republicans are being honest. They're being honest about the way they feel about this stuff, and they're winning elections based on running against this stuff. Democrats don't run on, they don't run promoting this stuff. Camp, their campaigns aren't about, oh, we're going to teach CRT, whether it's to 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds, or 20-year-olds. They don't say, oh, well, let's run on teaching about, uh, you know, transgender sex operations to 10 year olds. They don't run on that because they know it's a losing message. So they're disingenuous, Lance. They're disingenuous. The Republicans are honest because they know this is the winning side of it. It's the winning side. It's the winning ticket. So when you say, well, Democratic states should be able to teach this stuff. Well, they do. But the, politi the politicians don't run on it in order to win elections. They do teach this stuff. They do teach indoctrination in college. Of course, they always have. Colleges have always been left-wing leaning. They've always taught 
the the left wing they've always taught their version of the civil war they've always taught their version of american history always come on their version of wars their version of everything and it's always left leaning constantly it's left-wing indoctrination it's the professors wanting the students to be like them it's the professors wanting the students to to grow up to be like them and believe the way they believe they believe that will make a better country that's what they do they've always done it and they've always gotten away with it and finally finally there were some politicians on the right who were saying you know what fuck you you're not going to get away with this crap anymore and there's nothing wrong with that and the people hear it and the people elect them on that message and with colleges lance People always do that. They decide when you're when you're in high school, you decide which college you want to go to. So there's a choice. Hey, baby, if I want to learn about CRT and transgender stuff up the ass, there are 99% of the colleges in this country I can go to. But the problem is, Lance, for kids who are conservatives who don't want to learn that shit, there's very few places for them to go. Public colleges, public state-funded colleges, universities, city school systems, CUNYs and SUNYs for them to go to. CUNY, just New York, city universities, state universities, there's very few of them to go to.